In this episode, I'll unveil what I discovered about being an underdog in the marketplace years ago, how it's benefited me time and time again, and how you too can leverage being a small fish in a big pond to your advantage. This is the Underdog Workplace Edge, where small businesses wield their size to win big. Here's your host, Aaron Colbert. Okay, this is episode one of the Underdog Workplace Edge, and I'm your host, Chief Underdog Aaron Colbert. In fact, that's the bigger point of this podcast. I'm here to walk alongside leaders and owners of small businesses who want to employ great people, but you need help to do that. You need shortcuts. You need proven methods. You need sustainable practices to do that very thing. What we're going to focus on is how to grow your business and grow your people at the same time. Yes, you need to do both. And there is synergy when you do both together. How do I know that? Well, let me back up the tape to 2008. As you probably recall, it was a very interesting economic downturn that we experienced as a country. And I was working for a global manufacturer. I was in the supply chain division of that global manufacturer where our sales were down. So revenues coming crashing down and uh, the raw materials costs were exorbitant. If you could get the raw materials, many of them were scarce and unavailable. And then to top it off, our customers were having poor experiences with our employees and our employee morale was down. Um, companies when they're, you know, large companies don't tend to invest a lot of money in employees when profits are dwindling and times are tough. So I would say I was the exception to that because I was leading the training division at the time. And that was the mission given to me. It was, Hey, Aaron, we've got a problem. We've got employees making mistakes, employees making terrible decisions, and employees who are are not exhibiting great customer service, go fix it. (laughs) Really? Go fix it. Okay. And I had a team of people. And that team of people accepted the challenge as I did. Because first of all, what was our option? You know, we could cut and run. Um, Or we could just take on the challenge and get as creative and as resourceful as we could. And I took the latter path because, you know, I'm a fighter and I'm a competitor. And I thought, you know, this is just going to make us better. We're going to do some crazy stuff and we're going to have some breakthrough results. And that we did. We focused on three areas at one time, day in and day out. And I'm going to tell you, small business owner, you've got to do the same thing. You have to focus on your business. You have to focus on the business processes. What are those processes? Where are they failing you? Where are they working for you? Then you have to focus on the employees. You have to talk to them and nurture those relationships. But here's the funny thing. You can't go off into a room and and separate people from the work. Instead, you involve people in the work and talk more about the work, and it will become a more meaningful interaction when you do that. We're going to talk about that in future episodes, how to do that very thing. And then the third area is you have to focus on anything new that you introduce to the business and to the people, because if it's new, it needs to be executed flawlessly from the word jump. Now, this might be a new employee. We call that onboarding. 
And you might have heard that word onboarding somewhere else, but I hear it butchered. And here's how I hear it butchered. People say, we need to onboard a new employee. And that means that they do a bunch of HR paperwork, they go and shake a bunch of hands, and they get a bunch of checklists, and they get their equipment, and they sit down and start doing their work. My friends, that is orientation. That is not onboarding. Onboarding in my world is where an employee is up and running as well as or better than your average existing employee in record time. What we did was we looked at how long it took to get somebody up and running because we literally had no onboarding program when I began and we built one from the ground up. But we used a baseline once we got one going and we measured it over time to refine it, improve it, refine it, improve it. And we got it down to a science. The onboarding principle, though, applies also to new processes, new products, new vendors, new anything. It's not just a new employee, but it's the process by which you introduce and implement something new to your business. And once you get that figured out and you get that process hammered out, that, that template that you use for everything new that you introduce, you will solve so many problems that are, are being created without your awareness right now into in your, in, I guarantee you in your environment today, if you're not crystal clear on how to onboard a person or a thing or a product or a service or a process, you're <laughs> introducing chaos into your business every single time. And so you're creating these little fires that you have to put out over time and you don't have time to put out more fires. My job is to move you from firefighting mode to business building mode and, and people growing mode. And we're going to do that one piece at a time. So anyway, back to where I was. So we focused on three areas, the business processes, the relationships with people in those processes and the onboarding as well. But all three of those areas have to be um, attended to together in order for you to have sustainable results and great culture. And ultimately, that's what you're after. If you want to stop hiring, and if you want to have great people, you want to create a great culture, and you don't have to focus on the culture. I'm telling you now, you focus on the work at hand with the people on hand, and you will get there. The culture will come. So how did we do? What were the results of our labor? First, let's look at the onboarding program, the one, you know, that didn't exist and the one we created and implemented. We went from taking six months for an employee to become fully competent in their role to six weeks. Now that's quite the time savings. And you're saving a lot of money with that quick ramp to productivity and consistent quality. The leader of the division said that I had changed the DNA of the organization. And that was some high praise. He saw that we had gone from random situations that introduced chaos into our business to total consistency. Yes, you're always going to have anomalies in your business and in the performance of, of employees. But for the most part, we had very consistent performance after we did much of our work. 
Now, the employees, boy, let me tell you, they really loved our team. They wanted to come and work with us on the team. They saw the camaraderie we had, and they wanted to be part of it. They saw the positive changes we made, and they wanted to learn how to do the same thing. They were drawn to our cause and our community. And then the leaders required career paths when people were promoted to include some time, and I mean a year, on our team because they saw the value of what people were learning when they worked on our team and how they could then take that information into other areas of the business and have a ripple effect with that greater knowledge and understanding. So we made a lot of changes and had phenomenal results just by focusing on a few things very diligently. Now, this podcast will be focused on one or more of these aspects of work each week. Now, why do I call myself the chief underdog? Well, I've never had a big training budget. Whenever I've begun a process, I've always started with the people that were given to me. And they rarely, if ever, had either the skills or the mindset we needed. And only much later in my career did I attend formal process training to get a Lean Six Sigma belt. I didn't have any fancy training at the time. Now, I've always been given challenges without what I think I need to make magic happen. And I think that's the nature of an underdog, right? Now, I'm the chief because I'm looking to help business owners who feel like they're the underdog right now. Is that you? Are you an underdog? Our nation has a lot of small businesses, and we need them. Small businesses are like tugboats compared to the big cruise ships of large corporations carrying tons of people. Tugboats are small but powerful. They're nimble. They're able to go to places that cruise ships can't go. Simply put, they have lots of advantages for their purposes. That's how I see you with your small business. You have an edge, and I'm here to help you find it and sharpen it. We all know that big businesses have teams that focus on processes and training. You probably don't have a budget for that. If you don't have a culture of winning and achieving great things in your business through your existing staff of people, please keep listening. I want to help you win. And if you're already winning, well, you also might find some help to gain effectiveness and efficiency too. In today's employment landscape, small businesses do have an edge, an edge to attract great people as employees. We'll work on finding the places your tugboat can go so your life and the lives of your employees get easier and more fulfilling. In fact, I believe small and medium businesses have the greatest edge to become employment destinations, a place where everybody wants to work, a place where people recruit their friends to come and work and everybody's happy. We'll work on the things that you can do each week to get there with the least amount of effort necessary. I'm glad you came today and I hope you'll come back next week. Next week, we'll be talking about where to focus your attention for the quickest improvements you can make. In the meantime, if you know any other tugboats out there, 
Will you tell them about this underdog effort called the Underdog Workplace Edge? Until next time, remember, work smart and love people to sharpen your workplace edge. Chief Underdog, out. Greetings, workplace warrior friends. I want to connect with you. And connection is a two-way street. Feel free to leave a podcast review. I greatly appreciate that. I would love to hear what you have to say. And if you want to be first to know what's coming next for the Underdog Workplace Edge community, head over to WorkSmartLovePeople.com to sign up for email updates. That's WorkSmartLovePeople.com. And you'll see how you can sign up for email updates.